Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Poplar Springs. That would be a little weird. Although, you know, Brupolo, Strange Brew is pretty popular. Yeah, it'd be Poplar Springs. And it's a little little different spelling there and probably different meaning, but still. Still. And what if the, what if the springs at Poplar Springs were hot springs that just spewed Strange Brew coffee? There's now, a lot of people out there that would be really excited about that. Yeah, people would just be sitting out there with their cups, just trying not to scald themselves, basically. If we had to wear yep. like oven mitt. Have you ever gotten like natural spring water? No, no, I haven't. No. So th- there's a there's a spring on Highway 25. I think it's in Antioch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to drive up there. It's probably about 10, 15 minutes out of Louisville, mm-hmm. and it's like out, you know, down this back road somewhere and there's a spring like literal like it's like a pipe the water's running through the pipe but it's a natural spring and it is the best tasting water that you will ever drink it's pure there's no i've seen how water is made like you know the stuff they put in it like Mm -hmm. the water that you get running out of your like tap it's kind of scary it's a little Mm -hmm. scary um, this is natural. It's it's the best water. We used to fill up like gallons and gallons of water jugs with this stuff. So good. All that to say, you know, if it was coffee, I'm sure there's a lot of people that'd be really excited about that. There you go. Like liquid gold. Until we find a coffee spring, you'll have to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. Right to your door, whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. It is a week from Father's Day, guys. If you haven't already made the uh, the the choice of what you're going to do, well, then you need to do it now because Dad wants something maroon and white for Father's Day. So head over to one of the two locations of College Corner in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet, Fleet Feet or Floated by the Half Shell. Or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. You can still get it shipped. You still got a little time on that, I think. And uh, get something, Dad, something nice and something new and something maroon from College Corner corner restaurant tyler startville's flagship restaurant the best one in town i haven't been in a couple weeks so robbie will have to make a a point to head there at some point uh this week because you know i gotta you know (laughs) i can't say i have a craving for catfish because i've been i've been catfishing it up these past few weeks but fried chicken fried chicken i could i could definitely go for that so we'll make that trip uh to restaurant tyler at some point this week and should you should as well if you're in startville whenever you're in startville Make sure you've got a trip to restaurant Tyler on your to-do list. 
16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi waiting to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find a location near you, open an account today, and start building that relationship that's going to pay dividends for you through the years. It's important to bank locally. Just as important to shop local and eat local, it's just as important to bank locally as well. You want to be able to talk to people about a loan that you know, that you have a relationship with. You don't want to deal with corporate banks. You want to deal with banks like Priority One. So give them a call today. Come by, meet some of the great people there, and find out how Priority One Bank will make you their priority. Winning football games is a priority for Mississippi State. At least I believe it is. As far as I can tell, I think Zach Arnett would tell you it's priority one uh, for him. And Robbie, you win football games through recruiting. Now, Mississippi State has been enjoying a great spell in recruiting over the past few weeks. Uh, they've added some some key players to their class. They are they've made some great progress with some other players, and it, it appears it's going to be a pretty good class when we all get down to the end for Mississippi State. But, let me portnoy this here, but is it going to be the kind of class that you can win championships with? Now, there are two types of Mississippi State fans out there. There are the ones who truly, truly believe Mississippi State can compete for national championships, and then there are those who are you know, kind of happy with their lot in life, saying, look, we have a 9-10 win season. That's a, that's a, that's an outstanding season. I would be totally happy. They, w- they would love to win a national championship, but they don't go into every season thinking, okay, this is the year where things break right and state plays for a national. They just don't. Two kinds. The ones who are on the, on the, on the first side, the ones who are going to sit there and say, Mississippi State is a program that can compete for national championships. That's fine. But you also have to be a person who says stars matter. And what we're going to talk about today is the famous blue chip ratio. Now, if you're not familiar with that, you should be. Because it is a golden rule of college football. And that is this. Teams not on the blue chip ratio list cannot win a national championship. Ever since this list started coming out, no team has won a national title without being on it. The only team, I believe, that's even made the playoff, and this is this thing that goes back into the BCS era, the only team that's ever made the playoff and not been in the blue-chip ratio was Cincinnati, obviously. And they had to go undefeated for two straight years. For some, before anybody says, well, Cincinnati can do it, if State can play an AAC schedule while remaining in the SEC, yes, I agree, they have a chance. They have a chance. So when you look at this 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 number here, the one that stands out, obviously, is the number one team on it, Robbie. It's Alabama. 90% of their roster are blue chips. By blue chips, you're talking about uh, a composite, am I, yeah, composite four-star or five-star player on 24-7 sports. So what that says, mathematically, is that of Alabama's starting 22, 20 of them are four- or five-star players. Now, I went and did the other uh, research. How many do you think are Mississippi State are, are, are four and five star? And I'll just go ahead and tell you, there's no five stars. Mm. Of the 40%. starting well, I mean, just oh, the, start the starters of the starting twenty two. Uh, sixty <laughs> percent. Way lower. Seven out of twenty two. Oh yikes! So here's the list, right? Composite four stars. Justin, and this is uh, uh, the projected starting lineup, you know. 
Justin Robinson, Tulu Griffin, Dollar Bill Johnson, Jaquavius Marks, DeMonte Russell, Nathan Pickering, John Lewis, end of list. Mm. That's it. So Alabama will put on the field 13, or yeah, uh, yeah, 13 more four and five star players than Mississippi State. Just look at these numbers. By the way, these numbers, one thing that's crazy about these numbers, in 2014, in the start of the playoff era, only one team was, no team was above 75%, and only one team was above 70, and that was Alabama. Alabama's now at 90. Ohio State's at 85. Georgia's at 77. A&M's at 73. Clemson at 72. LSU at 71. Oklahoma and Texas both at 70. Just going down the list, Oregon at 67, Notre Dame at 65, Florida is 64, Miami 61, Penn State 55, Michigan's only 54%, which is interesting considering Michigan has been in the college football playoff and been on the verge these past couple of years. USC at 52, and then Auburn at 51%. Harson nearly got them out. They were like at 65% a couple of years ago. So it tells you that just because you recruit well, it doesn't mean you're going to be good. But if you want to win a national title, you have to have a number above fifty percent. You just you just automatically do. Um, yeah. And, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Can continue. So let's look at this class for state right now. Well, let's let's go, actually let's just go back a year. We'll go back to twenty the class of twenty twenty three. State signed a total of four composite. Let me double check that. That's just that's enrollees. Yes, four composite players, four stars or above. Isaac Smith, Creed Whitmore, Kelly Jones, Chris Parson. This year, Mississippi State has two current commitments from four-star players, Terrence Hibbler, Josh Flowers. They will, in all likelihood, add a third one next Sunday in Traveris Banks. That puts them at three. And then if they if they, if they get their targets that, they, that you expect them to get, let's say that you know they get uh, Stonka Burnside, they get... Uh, let's just give them uh, P.J. Woodland. We'll give them Caleb Moore, the defensive lineman out of Oak Grove. He's a composite four-star. And then we can even be generous and give them one more. If you wanted to go J.J. Harrell, if you want to go uh, possibly Cameron Keys, the cornerback out of uh, Florida, that would be seven four-stars. That's a really good class for Mississippi State. Really good. But that has to start becoming more of a norm. State needs to go from signing four and five four stars a year to five to seven. And then that needs to turn into eight to ten. And I don't think ever state's ever gonna get to a point where they're like Alabama and they're signing 20, 21, four-star, five-star kids. That's never gonna happen. But can you get to a point where 42 of your 85 on your roster are four and five-star kids? I think that's something that's doable for Mississippi State long term. So I've said all that to get to this question. Is this a staff that can elevate Mississippi State's recruiting profile, both through the recruiting process and through winning on the field, to do that, in your opinion? Yeah, sure. Um, and, that you know, under Mike Leach, the talent dropped for Mississippi State a bit. It, mm-hmm. it dipped a little bit. Um, I'm just looking at the – the we do the, the college team talent rankings, which mm-hmm. – no, I don't know how often we update this or what, but in, in 2019 and 2020, Mississippi State was 23rd. Um, 
and it looks at your entire roster mm-hmm. with their high school, junior college rankings, whatever. And Mississippi State in 2019 had uh, 21 four stars and a, and one five star. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of does the same thing that what you're doing, what you're talking about does the, the blue chip deal. Mm-hmm. But you know, 2020, kind of the same thing. You know, the, both those classes were uh, basically Joe Moorhead's classes or um, teams, rosters. Mississippi State dropped uh, seven spots in 2021 and had 17 four stars. Um, and they you still had the five star, which, which Charles was Cross. Charles Cross. Right. Um, and then the last ranking, uh, 2022, that they have on here, State was 29th and had 23 four stars and lost Charles Cross. So it kind of evens out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, State's roster is averaged out to an 87 26, which is a mid level three star, basically. Mm hmm. So that's kind of you know what you're looking at with Mississippi State, and at the end of the day, the results are going to be somewhere around that. I mean, the, the, depending on your coaching, depending on what you have uh, as a staff as far as coaching is concerned, mm-hmm. you're going to be anywhere from you know seven eight wins on average to not very good, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day. To me, it's it's a lot about the players, and then the coaches come in and, and kind of finish off the deal. Texas A and M is recruiting at a top five level each and every year. They've doubled up Mississippi State just on four stars alone. They have forty six four stars, and then ten more five stars. That's a fireball offense, by the way. To have fifty six players that are that are four or five stars, mm-hmm. that's well over and go um, five and seven. Half your roster, and you're going five and seven. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. But anyway. Uh, for Mississippi State, the the goal should be how can you get how can you, you get your roster back into top 25, 20 to 25 range? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that can win you a national championship, but I think it can get you in the playoff and this expanded playoff. Right. We're, we're talking about it. I mean, that's the thing now is you're just trying to get in the in the dance at this point, and Mississippi State is capable of slipping into that top 12. It's no longer about, you know, can you get the top four? And that that's almost unattainable for Mississippi State. Right. But can you get in the top 12 and then see what happens from there? To do that, I think Mississippi State has to be a regular 18 to 25 recruiter. Yeah. Can Mississippi State put up an eight, a, a class that's ranked 18th and most of their classes are averaging around 22, 20 to 22? Because mm-hmm. if they do that, I think that they, ha- they could – this is a place where – the game plan that Zach Barnett has and the the coaching and developing that ha- that happens, this is a place where you can get a little more out of the roster that you're putting together. You can be eight to ten spots better than what your roster says you are. And if that's the case, if you're eight to ten st- spots better than 22, you're a playoff team. So that, that to me is the biggest thing. It's not about can Mississippi State get elevated to blue chip status where – they're recruiting inside the top 15, which has, to me, been the sweet spot for a national championship team. Can Mississippi State regularly get in the playoff? Because once you start doing that, then you start elevating your brand. Then you start improving your stock as a team. Mm-hmm. Can State regularly recruit 18 to 25 is my question. Basically what we're doing here from a mathematic standpoint is State needs to have about 42 of its of its 85, right? 
If you sign 25 a year over a four-year period, that's that's 100. Now, you can take 15 of those guys, and you know as well as I do that they're going to get processed out, right? So if you're 85 that remain, you need 42. So that means in a four-year period, you need to average about 10 four-stars a year. State has a real opportunity this year to do that. And like I said, I mentioned they've already got two committed. Banks will make three. And then they could add J.J. Harrell, Stonka Burnside. Uh, where is Burnside? There he is. Uh, they could flip Kanan Daniels from Florida. They could flip Julius Pope. They could. They will probably lead right now for P.J. Woodland. They probably lead right now for Caleb Moore. So that's one, two, three, four. Now, like I said, things got to go right. One, two, three, four, five. That's six more on the three you already have. That's nine. Can they find one more? I don't know the answer to that. The good news is, and there is good news in, in all this, is that I agree with you. I think that this is a staff that's built to recruit. I think that next year you're going to see a little bit more in state. You know, state state was behind in, in, in state this year to start. That's why I think Cameron Beavers and Jeffrey Rush are both committed to Ole Miss. Both those guys, if this staff had been here another year, they might have they might have been able to get 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 on top of the ball with that one. But they were behind, and then that's where you are right now. And they could still flip one of those guys, but it, you know it's going to be difficult. Both of those guys appear pretty locked in with Ole Miss. But like I said, you know. Eight to ten four stars a year needs to be what you that needs to be your goal right now. You're doing you, right now. You're like I said this year. You got a great chance. Last year you only got four. You, you can't have that. Four is not enough. If you want to, if you true now again, if you're a fan that's like, look, man, 2014 was great. 2015 was great. And ten wins, nine wins, nine wins last year. A lot of fun. You know, so, you know, beat Ole Miss, win a few SEC games. The problem is. When a your depth is is an issue, right? Like Will Rogers isn't a four star guy, but if he falls, you got real problems here, right? Whereas Alabama, a Bryce Young misses a game and they don't really miss a beat because they just put another four star, five star kid in there. But also, he's so surrounded by you know Milrow last year, surrounded by so much talent, it's almost impossible for him to fail. Whereas if Will Rogers gets hurt, State's in a, a hell of a lot of trouble. But the same thing is true of you know. Last year, if Emmanuel Forbes had gotten hurt, State would have been in trouble. You know, if if if, if Tulu Griffin gets hurt, State's, State doesn't exactly have another four-star kid just waiting to pop in there and go. So you got you know you need to add depth. That's that's something that this kind of recruiting does for you. But I do and, th- and also I mean there's there's some people that are going to listen to this and say that well you know we won we we went to the to number one in the country with people like Benardrick McKinney and people like oh. that. At the, I mean, and, and that is a valid point. There, there are definitely exceptions to the rule. It happens every year. Two, three-star guys, they end up going to the NFL, all that stuff. But the numbers bear it out. There's a higher percentage of four-star and five-star players that are getting drafted in the first and second rounds and making it to the NFL, a much higher percentage of those players than three-stars. Yeah, it drives me and crazy. Again, I mean, you I'm might, saying. and you might, and other people might be saying, "Well, there's a lot more three stars." That's true too. Mm-hmm. But the the hit rate of those players is really high. We 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 now have a lot of data, and it's getting better and better. That says stars matter, and, and players don't pan out. You can't predict that a that a player is going to get injured 
that a player is not going to live up to his potential. You can't predict what, where they are, but we're getting very accurate at that. And, and it's never going to be a perfect science. You're, you're never going to be able to rank thousands of players correctly. And you're not going to be able to predict that the way that, that we do it on 247, the top 32 players, we predict they will be first-round draft picks. Charles Cross was not a five-star player when he was signed to Mississippi State. He, 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 was, he was projected to be a five-star. And he, I guess he was labeled a five-star, but we didn't believe that his, he had reached his potential at all at that point. It was all based on where we felt like he would be. He ended up almost hitting that number exactly correct where we had him ranked. But we have, we have now proven that stars matter to a large um, degree in, in football. And for Mississippi State to win, they have to get players. They can no longer have this formula in 2023 of finding players under a rock that nobody knows about and and turning them into gyms. Mississippi State's got to be able to recruit players out of high school that are ready to go. And with the transfer portal now and stuff like that, guys are not going to sit around, try to be developed like they were in 2012 and 2013. You've got to get guys that are – able to come into the SEC and compete right away against Alabama, LSU, teams like that. And yeah. the teams that are doing that, more often than not, are winning a lot of games. Yeah. So, just to prove your point here, uh, when we talk about, you know, because like I said, one thing that always bothers me is people are like, a lot more three-stars get drafted. That's because there's 6,000 three-stars a year. There's yeah. 30 plus, there's like 35 five-star composite kids. I know it's 32 24-7, but if you do the composite. This is the 2019 class, and when you look at COVID, these are the guys who are just starting to get drafted. Nolan Smith, first-round pick. Kayvon Thibodeau, first-round pick. Derek Stingley, first-round pick. Jane Hazelwood is still in college. Antonio Alfano is a bust. No getting around that. He's a bust. He never he couldn't put it together. Trey Sanders is still in college. Evan Neal is a first-round pick. Zach Pickens was a second-round pick. Brew McCoy is still in college. Darnell Wright was a first-round pick. Spencer Rattler is still in college. Uh, just looking through this list a little further. Uh, I see Nicobe Dean. He's in the NFL. Trayvon Walker is a first-round pick. He was the number 22 player in the class. Uh, Charles Cross was the number 27 player in the class. First-round pick. Now, this guy was a bust. Number 29, Jerrion Ely. No question about that, right? Total bust. <laughs> we agree on that one? Anyway. But you, you, get, oh. you get the point. I mean, these guys make the NFL at a much higher clip. You've got to be able to recruit them. And another thing to consider, you talk about 2014. Yeah, it was great. Two years later, State was six and seven. Fifty-eight percent of five-star recruits, yeah, from two thousand fifteen to two thousand twenty-two, were drafted in the first three rounds. Yeah, yeah. Fifty-eight percent. That's, not, that's 20, not. That means it's probably closer to seventy-five percent just drafted overall. Yeah, Maybe. twenty-nine. Twenty-nine percent of five stars are drafted in the first round, which is actually that's a good percentage. When you when you put them all together yeah. and you factor in injuries, you factor yeah. in bust. 29%, that's not a bad hit rate for 32 picks. Yeah. So State's got that's got to be priority one, you know, for this to go back to the the ad read there. That's got to be the, the first thing that's on the mind is it, it's not about look, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna we're gonna bring in this new staff and next year state's gonna have a top five class. All right. Now I know one school that did that. But how did that turn out? I think there was a book about it. So it's gonna be a process. It's gonna go be going from it's gonna go from four four star kids to seven eight four star kids next year. You hope it's 
seven, eight, four-star kids, and maybe there's a five-star kid in there. Now, one thing it's, that's for State is they need Mississippi five-star kids. I went and looked. State has never signed a five-star kid from out of state, according to 24-7. Never, not once. You know, if you want to, if you're just looking at it, Ole Miss is now, I, look, I know how, but Ole Miss signed Tunsil, Treadwell, Kim Diche, Patterson, and I think Greg Little is a five-star as well. I'd have to go back and look. But there's five of them right there. So, you know, you got to be able to find. They you know, loved Ole Miss, though. Oh, it was in their heart. There's no question about that. But so, you know, State needs to have another five-star kid in the state. Now, there is one next year currently on the on the uh, 24-7 uh, rankings. Caleb Cunningham, the wide receiver from Choctaw. Uh, is it Choctaw Central? Choctaw County. Choctaw County. You hope that. Well, there's there's one there's one right now in um, the kid from the Jamonte Waller from. Is he? A, he's uh, not a composite five star. No, but he's a five star. Is he? Is he a five star on twenty four seven? Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. I think. But, I think. I think Franklin is too, isn't he? But neither yeah, one yeah. of those guys, neither one of those guys, are five stars. No, no offense to them at all. But right. we're talking about. Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, those right, guys are not in that. Guys, yeah, and yeah, that's why they're composite four stars. If you have any questions about those guys, which people do, that you know Waller, some people believe he's a tweener. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been some questions about Camarion Franklin and his motor. Like, if you have questions, they're not five stars. Yeah, I agree. That they're, being said, you, that being said, State would take both of their commitments today. Yes, absolutely. So. You don't I, turn those players down. No. I think this is a staff that can get this thing going in the right direction, and I think this year is going to be a big part. If they sign seven, eight, five, four-star kids, that's a great start. That's a great year one for, for Zach Arnett and his full staff. So we'll see what happens. All right. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who I made very happy on Sunday with my delicious Mississippi pot roast. Robbie, I was so happy. When that thing was done, I mean, it was just fall apart. So good, I, I was, I was a happy man. I was a happy camper. Felt good. Good. It was good. I, I wish you, I wish you had been there. I tried. I told everybody's like, "Come on over. I got food." Nobody I came. Was, over. I was having to move stuff. You should have moved on over to my house and gotten some Mississippi pot, pot roast. That's what you should have done. I really, I believe me, I would have much rather done that. Wow. I hope that you guys, uh, in the coming weeks, you know, summer is here. It's time to grill. Put some beef on the grill. Steaks and burgers, outstanding, but briskets, tri-tips, chuck roast. A chuck roast is just such a great thing to cook. I I, I can't suggest it. I can't uh, emphasize it enough. Just a great piece of meat. The Mississippi pot roast on the grill, it's just so dang good. Enjoy it. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Get grilling this summer with beef. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. That's another place Robbie and I haven't been in a couple weeks, so we got to go back. We got we got a lot of busy things. We're busy. We got we got catfish to eat, barbecue, fried fried chicken. We got everything. We got to got to find time to work out or something. The way we're eating, good lord! But it's totally worth it to eat at Two Brothers, and, and I can't can't stress that enough. Don't forget. When you go to Two Brothers, that's a Bulldog Initiative business. You are supporting Mississippi State Athletics when you eat at Two Brothers. So head over to the heart of the Cotton District and enjoy some smoked southern soul food with our friends at Two Brothers. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have been for 48 years. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems for a copier or a printer, new computers, new laptops, new information and mailing systems, whatever it is. 
And then if you need service, you get to call them right back and you talk to the people who made you the sale. That's a huge difference. That's not being on hold for an hour with a call center. That's not dealing with an out-of-state technician. Nope, you're going to be dealing with somebody who's like, hey, I can be out there later today. That's what you want to hear. That's what you get with Advantage Business Systems. Number 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The good folks over at The Rogue want to see you this week for Father's Day. It's time to get Dad an awesome new polo from The Rogue's Collegiate Collection. All great styles, great fits, and the logos that Dad wants. No more gigantic, garish banner M taking up three-quarters of the shirt. Nope. Simple, understated state script, M over S, walking bully. They look great. They feel great. You're going to be really, really happy with your purchase from the Rogue. And Dad will love it. Head over to the Rogue and Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Dolce, look, guys, i got to be honest with you. It's starting to get a little hot. Now, I will say this. It hasn't. We haven't had the oppressive summer heat yet. It is still June, still early June. It's, it's, it might be coming. But if you want to cool down during the afternoon, why don't you head over to our friends at Dolce for a sweet treat? Great gelato, fantastic uh, milkshakes over there. Yeah, they got a lot going on at Dolce. You want to go check that out. So head over there to 509 University Drive. And also, hey, they also have this other thing. Listen to what I'm saying here. You know, everybody likes a slush, right? Everybody likes a little snow cone action, right? How about a wine slush? Huh? A slush? We're going to get you a little lush while we're at it? Now we're talking. They've got those at Dolce as well. So head over to Dolce, 509 University Drive, and cool off with a sweet treat. I mean, I got to admit I'm a little surprised that we are basically you know through the Super Regionals now. Uh, most of them have, have been completed. Some of them will be finished uh, tomorrow, obviously, you know, most importantly, the one in Hattiesburg. Um, and Mississippi State seems to have gotten no closer to hiring a pitching coach. I mean, I thought at this point we would at least have sort of zeroed in on a name or maybe one or two names that you were like, it's going to be one of these two guys. It feels like, you know, there are names out there, but are, are you surprised that it, the process doesn't seem further along than it, than it is? I'm surprised that they haven't made a hire yet. I, I, I think that it's, it's moving along. I just don't think there's been a resolution at this point, which is, yeah, a little, it's a little bit concerning that that decision hasn't been made yet. Um, and, you know, some people say that it's, you know, Lamonis is doing his due diligence here. I, I don't know. It's, Everything in this program is super tight-lipped. For Simonis doesn't want anything getting out. He doesn't he, – he really is just – you know, he kind of locks everything down. So it's tough to get a lot of information out of what's going on right now. But I, I do believe that Mississippi State is zeroed in on candidates. I do uh, feel very confident in saying Rob Walton is one of their top candidates. Um, I've, I've – Believe that to be, um, I, I believe that to be almost one hundred percent accurate. Uh, I feel really good about him being among one of their top candidates. But you got to get this going at some point. You got to start landings. We've already seen some uh, commitments for other SEC schools out of the transfer portal. You got to start really retooling this roster. State, State can't put out its same roster or just use the signing class coming in. I, I don't think that that's 
going to get the job done, which I expect them to get some treasure portal guys, but you got to start getting some momentum going here. You know, the whole thing that we were saying uh, when when everything happened Scott Foxhall was Chris Simonis has a chance now to start back-channeling some pitching coaches, talk, kind of getting the ball rolling. And we're now a week and a half after some of these candidate seasons have ended. And in fairness, there are, there could be more that are in the Super Regionals going to the College World Series too, but there hasn't been a resolution to this point. So, you know, it, it's they they got to they got to start. I think they got to start having some movement here uh, relatively soon. Is this is this sort of the same situation that the football was in about a, a month ago? Where we're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then when the ball gets rolling, it's really going to get rolling. Is, do you think that's a possibility? I hope so. Oh, um, man, it's, that's tough. I mean, that's it's a hard. Tough answer, Robbie. Well, I mean, I think you and I are both on the same page. We're very skeptical about the program next year. Oh, no doubt. I, I don't. It, it's going to have to be show me at this point. I, I don't. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the direction of the program right now until something happens that changes my opinion. So I, I don't I can't tell you. I don't know. I, last year, I thought that going into the offseason, it was kind of fluky. I really felt like Chris Simonis and his staff were going to be able to completely 180 it. And they missed out on several portal pitchers. Um I thought that they did a good job with Colton Ledbetter and Monty Larry. I think Nate Dome was a very good pickup. Aaron Nixon. Aaron Nixon, but it wasn't enough. That's not enough guys. They've got to get some certified dudes, especially on the mound. And that's remains to be seen. I mean, I so far the only guy they've had in the they've had at the portal is a D two pitcher with moderate numbers. That doesn't really blow you away, which we've talked about him. I don't, I expect him. To, I don't expect that to be a guy that they're spending a lot of scholarship money on or NIL or anything like that. It's just a guy that they're bringing in to try to come compete. But they've they've got to get some movement. I, I just right now there's been nothing to suggest that Mississippi State's going to be significantly better. But that can change. It's just you got to show us, you know. It's going to be really interesting if if this transfer portal class is not dynamic. If if we get into you know late July, and it's it's obvious they have missed on a lot of guys, and that the guys they're bringing in are just average to to above average. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have a lame duck there coaching baseball. No no one's gonna have any belief or any faith they're gonna mm-hmm. turn this around. I mean, I. You know, a, a great best case scenario is Gerangelo Sinjay and uh, Bradley Lofton, you know, really take big steps forward for you in this offseason and become guys you can rely on. Nate Dome maybe becomes a guy who can, you know, becomes a, can be, a, become a more reliable long option. You know, maybe become, possibly become a starter. But I mean, th- those are, that's, that's, Tough to imagine, you know. I think if if Sinjay and and uh, and Lofton were just good next year, you know, but State needs Friday and Saturday night guys who can go out there and win games in the SEC. And I don't know they, I don't think they have those guys on the roster currently, and I don't know that they're going to get those guys out of the transfer portal. This is this is going to be a process here, and and right now it doesn't look good. Now, like I said a few minutes ago, 
a month ago in football, it didn't look good. And we were talking about how much momentum Ole Miss had and, and, and how it was it ever going to get going for Mississippi State. And then all of a sudden things start rolling. And, and you know, once it, it starts going, it starts going. Maybe that'll be the same case with baseball. I don't know. But it's got to start with the pitching coach because no one's going to commit to you as a transfer pitcher without knowing who your pitching coach is. Do you, do you think we get that announcement by the end of this week? If they don't, then they've either fumbled this or the guy is in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're looking at it. I mean, who is who's a p- potential candidate that – There's only one. And guy Wake Forest. That? That's the only guy I would I would that would move the needle. And I mean, you're talking about to get him. I mean, th- that's the guy be that's going to have to be. You're going to have to pay him almost as much as Chris Lamonis. Well, what you could do, like I, I have no idea what he's making at weight, no clue, right? But my guess is if you gave him seven fifty, that's a, probably a big raise, right? But you make it clear to the guy, like, look, you know, it doesn't work out. You're going to be right at the top of the list. Assuming, you know, you come in and do a good job, you're going to be right at the top of the list to take over. Yeah, because he – I mean, he he is becoming a rising name mm-hmm. as far as head coaching is concerned, too. Yeah, yeah. I just – that's – that would shock me. It would. If they it, got him. That would be, that would be a big-time hire. But that, that's one of those deals where, I mean, like you – you just – if that's the only – that's the only thing that could make you feel okay – Mm-hmm. Is that he's the he's the guy and he's still coaching? Yeah, everything yeah. else would I, I, be look, state's kind of blowing it here. I know, you know, like like Justin Parker's name has come up a couple times. He was a pitching coach in South Carolina. I mean, their season ended yesterday. Yeah, you, you you can understand maybe taking forty eight hours to process and and do all that. I, I if that's the case, so be it. But and that, that's why I don't want to criticize this at this point because right. it could still be guys that are coaching or. Just finished coaching. They got to get down here and take a visit, right? But we don't. We we really don't know what the situation is at this point, and if it's the fact that they're just swinging and missing, or Lamonis is taking his time, then I think that you know that's not that's not a good sign. But at the same time, I, I don't want to speak on any kind of certainty on this because it truly is like seriously locked down. Yeah, and that's how. I mean, that's just how Chris Amonis is has chosen to operate. Yeah, with his program, we'll see what happens. All right, tomorrow's show we've got uh, SEC preview for. Let me double check this. I believe it's Auburn, the yes. Auburn Tigers. So we'll talk uh, talk about the, uh, the the right reverend on tomorrow's uh, show. We'll talk a little more football as well. Co- commitments. We expect commitments to continue to roll in uh, for Mississippi State over the next uh, couple weeks. So we'll see if anybody else pops. Pulls the uh, trigger on that. Uh, also later this week, Luke Johnson from the Eagle Hour uh, from Super Talk will join us. We'll preview the Mississippi State Southern Mississippi game. Uh, assuming he's not in Omaha, we'll figure out. We'll see if that's going to be the case or not uh, for him. We'll know that by the time we talk to him, I guess. Um, plus a lot more. Hopefully, we'll have some pitching coach news uh, there as well. Guys, have a great Monday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Tuesday. We'll see you soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.